What's good, everybody? How y'all feeling? Welcome to Sideline Talk. Coach Herb in the building. I don't see any place to be. What's good? What's going on, everybody? Boy, Coach Tay in the building. Yeah. And we got the black screen. Jump. That's hard. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me, but all right. That's John. All right. <laughs> Not this time, bro. Not this time. Black, the second black screen is here. How doing? Cooler, man. Shucks. We had a good one, man, to close out the tears of joy, I should say. Close out the 2021 season. It's always sad when football season ends. Well, should I, should I say the games end? Because technically, for us, football season never ends. Yeah, you know, we just missed you miss watching the games every Sunday, so that's gonna hurt for a little bit. But we did get a pretty good one to end it. Rams, congratulations to the LA Rams. They defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20 last night. And we're gonna break it down. First quarter, the good, the bad, the ugly of the game. Let's start with let's start with Al. Okay. So the game itself was good, but come on, Cooper Cup, uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller was the great of the game. I mean, Aaron Donald single-handedly kept um, Cincinnati the eight yards that they needed from field goal range to tie it back up at the end. Single-handedly, literally, with one that arm broke down P-Ron from getting that third and one. <laughs> um, the bad, I think Zach Taylor kind of got a little bit conservative with the play calling. Um, I didn't think Sean McVay's offensive play calling um, went well. The good one that I skipped was Raheem Morris. I think his defense, the second half, to go from one sack in the first half to – what was it six in the second half? And that last five, um, last five possessions was four punts and a turnover. I mean, four punts and a turnover on downs for the for the Bengals. You can't really ask for much better than that to end the Super Bowl defensively. Um, the ugly, I'm gonna go with Odell Beckham's um, tore ACL on the same knee. Bruh. Ah, oh. oh. super ugly. Oh. See what happened when your ass trying to fucking moonwalk in the end zone and shit. See, your knees ain't that good, bro. That moonwalk was fly, though. Like, the moonwalk was fly. Like, that's impressive. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was fly. Had your ass in the fucking sideline crying afterwards. One man out there moonwalking the cleats. Like, what? <laughs> like, yo, different. <laughs> <laughs> T, what you got? Good, bad, ugly. That kind of sounds like Al a little bit. I think the the good um, – I'm a, not only my Raheem Morris, but I'm going to say the defensive game plans from both teams early on um, were, were really good. Um, I think just limiting what teams do well was great. The reason why I give Raheem Morris the edge in his game plan is because 
as a signal caller, it's one thing to call plays that work, but it's another thing for timing of plays and waiting for specific things. And I was talking to Donovan early, and I felt like Raheem Morris waited until the second half to incorporate games into his pass rushes. Because, you know, with the extended halftime, he might have felt like they might have been able to adjust a little bit better by having way more time to uh, make adjustments to it and stuff like that at halftime if he had to throw it out there a little earlier. By him throwing it out there late, just like he did in, in San Francisco, it's just a timing thing. When you when you need it the most, he came, mm-hmm. came through with it. Um, I thought that Raheem Morris was – the great, the good, or whatever. I thought the the bad is it has to go to Zach Taylor's late game play calling. If you ask me, mm. third and one, fourth and one. Not only just the, in late in the game, but early in the game, they had they went for it on fourth and one, and they had uh, Samaje P Ryan in there again. I don't understand how you don't give Joe Mixon a ball on three one yard to go situations crucial two fourth downs and a third and one and even if you don't give him the ball just have him in there as you know a minute something watch give you options because right. usually when we p ron is in a game he's getting it's a run mm-hmm. so I, I think that was the the bad i'm gonna say the ugly the ugly ugh, i think i'm gonna have to go with Right guards not anticipating chop clubs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's lining up in a, in, a, in, a, in a wide three. And if you watch any film on Aaron Donald, you know that a chop club is coming. It's coming. It's coming when, it, when he needs it the most. And they didn't – I don't understand how you don't overkick. Like, you got to overkick. Um, so that's the ugly – and like the man said, ring him. So, mm. you brought up a good point about the uh, the timing of Raheem Morris making the adjustments to start calling those those Texas type of uh, games on the line. It reminded me of the first Ravens Cincinnati game this season. Like, we look at the game, and, and the final score was a blowout. But if you look back on the first game, the Ravens had the lead in the second half. It was with, it was in it. It wasn't until the defensive coordinator started zero blitzing and had everybody play the sticks, similar to how Miami did the following week. Everybody points Miami, I was doing that. Go back and watch the game. Cincinnati did that in the fourth quarter. Pick the right time to do it, whereas the offense struggled to make the adjustments right there on the fly. So, Raheem Morris was very smart, very very good games there to um, and timing of switching things up. John, last one, what you got? Good, bad, ugly? Uh, I'll say the good was strictly mostly the Rams' defensive line and, and some in the back end, too. I mean, you, you had some crucial tackles on Joe Mixon and um, some of the receivers. But um, you got to give a shout out to some of the uh, what Cincinnati was doing defensively until they couldn't hold up. I mean, it could have been a blowout. Luckily, Od- Odell got hurt when they did, but you know it slowed the offense. But it was, 
I say the bad, it don't, I don't feel like it goes to one uh category or one just one team. I feel like you know Zach Taylor deserves some of that bad part. I feel like uh Sean McVay had some Greg Roman moments, like it was like, what the fuck are you calling at times? Um, I feel like uh um, it was a lot of miscues from the quarterback on both sides where they was missing some things, missing some throws, rushed some things. It was it was like, you know, it's a Super Bowl. You got jitter. So it was like overall everybody should get kind of a somewhat of a bad. The ugly goes straight to the offensive line. And, I mean, I was screaming for them to get an offensive lineman before it was even running. So, I mean, you can't give up seven – sacks and expect that you're going to win a game versus a team that can actually not going to give the ball up and lose it for them like Tennessee did because truthfully Tennessee should have never lost a game but they they played in the divisional round you had the game in the ropes you got nine you got nine sacks and you pretty much give the game away so the, the bad has to go to the offensive line period on that on that whole game okay so, damn, I lost my thought. It, it was something so John, you said. Something you said triggered something. John, is it just in the pass game or in the run game too? Because I felt like they, like both running backs, was averaging like four yards a clip. Now, we to, to start the game, like the first, yeah. probably the first series, I thought you know the coordinators adjusted like. Towards the you know as the, as the, the game went on, like by the second quarter, it felt like man nobody could run the ball. Right, and as the credit to us, we've been saying power and, and getting the extra lineman and doing double tight end sets. With Cincinnati was successful as doing at one point. I felt like you know with the Rams, they, they just they was just stuck. Like they didn't get away from the run, but they could have had dialed up a better running play. And what they had to help their offensive line, and especially in the interior, because they was getting killed in the interior. And um, it was just – it was a couple of things that was just missed coaching-wise and adjustment-wise that could have been, you know, to made the game, as y'all would say, a, a back-and-forth blowout. I mean, back-and-forth type of a game. I give a lot of credit to uh, – like we all mentioned uh, Aaron Donald and his dominance – but what Ashawn Robinson was doing on the line in the run game and in pass in passing down situations when he was in, like Ashawn was resetting the line. <laughs> Wherever he was at, he was just a man amongst boys. And then you got other young guys, um, 50. I think it was, was it Ernest Jones. Yeah. He played very well. To take on that block from Joe Mixon and to – to plant and get up and still make a, a, a sack was that's good. That's good right there. A lot of people don't like recover from that type of a block, low block, and and still make that play. Yeah, I just I just felt like you know the line as a as a whole just on both ends of the, of the, of the both sides of the um, both teams I should say their D lines played well. It's just down the stretch. <laughs> the Cincinnati's defensive line couldn't get it done. I missed one. It's kind of a good, a bad, and an ugly at all at the same time. Um, Detroit Lions. Really? 
Really? <laughs> Shout out to the Detroit Lions. I mean, you had Ashawn Robinson and um, Matt Stafford. So, it's good. And you had ugly. You said, and who else? They end up with bad and ugly with Ashawn Robinson and Matt Stafford going from Detroit going to LA to get a ring. Don't they got a couple players that was on the uh, on the Bengals originally started in Detroit too? I know Whitworth was a Bengal, but that was like no, 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 no. I'm talking about like a couple Lions that were Bengals. I mean, that that are Bengals now. I feel like it might have been like mm-hmm. one or two. Might have been possibly. Yeah, but that's funny and petty. But <laughs> I have a thought before we move on to the second quarter. Um, I always, always think the the structure of how certain practices are um, organized on the NFL, from what I'm seeing, the NFL level, the college level, and the high school level needs to be tweaked because I get it. You know, when you game plan for a team, you know, you get you script your first 15 plays. Um, you also try to scheme up and hopefully um, attack certain coverages that you're going to see, right? But your team shouldn't look totally different when one player is out of the game. I feel like there should be more reps with the second unit, with the first string quarterback, because typically how it goes, you know, the first team gets, gets all the reps for the most part. And then you sprinkle in the second team here, and the second team receivers work with the second team quarterback. But in actuality, why not have the, the starting quarterback work with the second unit guys? You get what I'm saying? Just to mm-hmm. build a chemistry within that week, just in case. Because yeah. we, we, play in a, we play in a game where one injury to one guy, you got to be ready, no matter what's the position. You feel me? Yeah. And it, to me, to me, it should be no way that a great offensive mind, as you know, we've seen from Sean McVay, their offense shouldn't look that desperate and that like inept as soon as Odell go down. That shouldn't be the case. Van Jefferson mm-hmm. is a talented receiver. Skoranek, I mean, he's in the league for a reason. He gets snaps for a reason, so he can, he has some talent there. So I don't understand like how like it seemed like they were scrambling to try to get things, you know, to get on the same page. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, like I said, the timing kind of was off. I mean, you could see it on the interception that uh, Matthew Stafford threw after their um, first half touch. I'm sorry, the second half touchdown. No, that's a drop. Um, that's a drop. Right. What I'm saying is he didn't run through the ball coming across the middle. Like it wasn't a bad pass at all. He just nah. he stopped and kind of tried to catch it with his like short arm it basically. And it just fell off his hands. <laughs> you gotta run through that. Yeah. I just thought it's interesting. It's like all these years, it's the same thing, and no one is being innovative in practice to fix it. Like, we always preach your strong is your weakest link and all of that good stuff, all those great cliches. But when are we getting these guys that's behind the ones, the reps with the ones? 
Like you supposed to be dumb. Like like it really should be a revolving door. Oh Odell went down. Oh all right, watch this. Cool Van, let's use your strengths. Van, we know you can. We can run. instead of use you as a deep receiver. Let's use you on some crossing routes because your footwork is is nasty too. You got strong hands. You can run after the catch. You get what I'm saying? It's like it's like they don't think as much, but I guess it's up for us to uh, make that adjustment. T. Yeah. I hear you. I agree with you. All right, second quarter. Shop it or stop it. The rules are, I'm going to make a statement. If you agree with it, you shop it. If you disagree, stop it. And then you're going to speak your piece on it. All right, first one. Despite tearing his ACL again, potentially tearing his ACL again, Odell Beckham will still have a big free agent market. Shop it or stop it. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, real quick. Uh, I'm gonna stop it. Not because of the ACL injury or of his play. I'm I, I truly believe he already knows where he wants to go or where he wants to stay. And that could be in LA or another market, but I don't believe it should be big because he already knows where he wants to go. That's just how I feel. I think the vibe in LA is probably everything that he's ever dreamed of. He probably feel like he can he can have more years with Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's in his early 30s. So, I mean, not to just knock on the market itself, like nobody wants him, but I just believe that he already knows where he wants to be. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shop it. I'm gonna shop that he does have a market. Um what John just says probably true, but I do believe that there will be teams. Trying, uh, trying to get him on, on their team, even knowing that he probably won't be able to play till probably week what eight, nine, or something like that. If it is a torn ACL, I do think that the teams will be still going for a, team, a guy like that. It won't be your lower echelon teams; it'll be the upper echelon teams looking to change the championship. Um, but I believe maybe maybe three or four teams that believe he can come in and make a difference right away when he comes back. Okay. Al, what you got? I'm going to shop it. Um, he's proven he's a number one. Um, no matter what people said about him, he's actually proven his maturity as well for how he handled the Baker Mayfield um, Cleveland Brown situation, that exit. kept his. Um, he pretty much, for the most, most part, I, I haven't heard him say anything negative about that situation kind of kept his mouth shut went to work and took his role as you know not the number one guy in la and again didn't complain about catches you didn't see him disgruntled or nothing like that right and at the time he chose to go to a team that was loaded and receiver right yeah so okay we say he just kind of I, the majority of Odell and, again, the play of Odell warrants a big market. Now, like, to go agree with John, if he wants to stay in L.A., it's not going to be because the market is not there. It's just going to be because he wants to stay in L.A. Facts. Okay. Shop it or stop it. The last drive of the game was an example why Matthew Stafford is a beast at playing the quarterback position. I would like to go first, please. 
I'm going to stop it. Um, I'm stopping it simply because saying this guy's a beast. I mean, he's a solid quarterback, but a beast to me is somebody who completely changes the game. Like, I mean, and I don't think that he's a game changer like that. I don't think Matthew Stafford did anything to make me say, all right, he's a top tier, top five quarterback in the league right now. So I'm I'm stopping it. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to stop it as well. Like, I don't think Beast is the correct term for Matthew Stafford. He's a good quarterback. He's always been a good quarterback. Um, Location matters. I mean, I tell you that in business, and that's the same thing in the NFL. Location matters because you're stuck in the dungeon that is Detroit or New York Jets or, you know, for the most part of our lives, Cleveland. Or Houston, or you know these these franchises have great players. It's just a horrible run franchise. Yeah, yeah. Where you land makes the biggest difference. I mean, can you imagine somebody? Biggest like, difference as far as 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 what? As far as your trajectory of your career, can you imagine somebody telling? You talking as far as like wins? Or just talent wins as, as far as your career wins, as far as how you're used, as far as, like, can you imagine someone telling, like, imagine Michael Vick going to a system that said, No, you sit in the pocket, you don't run, we don't get Michael Vick. You see what I'm saying? Like, your location where you go matters. I, I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying. It's funny that you said that because it's like when you think of uh, Warren Moon, how he said that in order for him to get to, you know, the, the, the top colleges and all that, he had to stop running. Because coming out, he, he was just as mobile. And you look at him and it's like, damn, Warren Moon, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever from the pocket. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just. I just thought that was funny how you know he was like he's the anomaly of that 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 um statement you just made. John, what you got? I'm a, I'm gonna stop it. I mean, I believe you know Stafford is a good quarterback. I believe that's that's that final drive just staples that you can win with Matthew Stafford. I don't like I don't categorize him as a beast in that one moment. I would say a beast moment would be Cooper Cup on that one drive, but that's that's another conversation. That's that's just how I feel about that one drive. Okay. Yeah. Cooper did take over that drive. Matt Matt Stafford had a hell of a throw. Couple oh, couple yeah. nice throws on that drive. Just like far as the location of the football was just like pinpoint. The one the, yeah, the one like everybody too. huh? He had a couple misses too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, climb the, the pocket. The the, 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 the one to um, back in the end zone to uh, Van Jefferson. Man, yeah, yeah, and the one to uh, Sharonic or whatever his name is. He climbed the pocket <laughs> and it was a, <laughs> and a throw to the sideline, and he skipped it to him instead of just yeah. dropping the ball. And it was a six yard pass too. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's why I'm, that's why you should stop it. <laughs> 
I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love he getting on the uh the no look to the dig the dig the Cooper Cup. That was pretty. That was that was really pretty. But yeah, all right. Shop it or stop it. The Bengals should be the favorites to win the AFC. I'm stopping that. I'm stopping that. Uh, barring, barring uh, Buffalo really not uh, improving, uh, I'm going to go with – even you still got Kansas City that can also improve. I'm just going to stop it. I'm not buying the Bengals as an AFC favorite. I'll buy them as an AFC contender. Okay. I'm going to stop it. Bengals fans, I want you to be pissed off when I say this. I played with house money all year. All the AFC North quarterbacks were hurt. Baker Mayfield, hurt. That's a better roster than what you have. The Ravens, hurt. Lamar Jackson, hurt. Better roster than what you have. Big Ben is, for all intents and purposes, is a dead quarterback. So, <laughs> I don't see you surviving your, your division next year, to be honest, Rich. You may be, you might get third, possibly. Hey, Pittsburgh going to um, bounce back like that to get one, one of the two spots? No, I think they they um they wise up and trade Baker Mayfield this summer, hopefully. Well, I hope you don't think the Ravens gonna be one of them. <laughs> I, I like would Ra- definitely take like Ra- the Ravens over the Bengals next year. If we if we're healthy, I'll definitely take the Ravens over the Bengals. Like I don't believe I don't believe it's Zach Taylor. Now, can Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and all of them overcome Zach Taylor? I mean, they did it for a stretch this year, but it finally caught up to him against a great quarter, a good, yeah, a great coach and team. Hmm. Well, they ain't got to worry about that in our division. I don't know. I don't know about that last point about it catching up. Like, you look at the game, they just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know because both teams struggle to make the adjustments when they need it. Mm-hmm. It's just down the stretch. Cincinnati don't get a stop. Cincinnati get a stop. Who knows what happened? They're the champs. They had a 15 play drive. Like, let that sink in to end the game. Well, to take the lead, like, that's insane. And you have five. You had five straight drives to end the second half. Right, 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 right. I point, get that. Point, point, point. Turnover on downs. I get that. But on the flip side, so did the Rams. That's why I said the adjustments were made by both teams. They were struggling. It's just. It was close to a turnover. No, but no way. But Rams, no way. If you look, kept it going. I'm not sure. I'm not like, don't quote me on it, but I'm willing to bet. If I look at, go back and watch the game. The only time was a 15-play drive from any team was at the end. I'm willing to bet that. Probably. You see what I'm saying? Like, when it came down to it, they couldn't get a stop. And that was like, 
Wow. Well, in the second half, when they needed to, the Rams did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I I mean, I don't put that on the head coach. That's the players at the end of the day. Because, you know, if you you got the right play call. No, it's two separate thoughts. It's two separate thoughts. You're right. It's two separate thoughts. I don't believe in Zach Taylor's one thought. The second thought, like you said, when they need to get a stop, they're going to get it. I don't have faith in them to do that consistently. I mean, he did it to get there, but I don't trust them doing it consistently. Okay. John, what you got? Shop it or stop it? All right, stop it. it. Okay. Um, mainly because you can't give up 51 sacks Damn. in a season, and you're leading, the, you're leading the whole league in sacks and expect to, like, repeat the same – the same thing to go to the Super Bowl or to even be a, a strong playoff contender to the divisional round. A lot of teams are not going to let you get away with what you got away with versus Tennessee or versus sometimes the um, the Chiefs. I mean, you just seen how many times that the Chiefs had him in his grabs and they just, oh, he couldn't make the tackle. So you're not going to get away with that over and over again. You didn't gave up 70 sacks from combined from the regular seasons to the postseason. You just can't keep doing that. So going into right now, looking at it, making any adjustments, your offensive line does not make you a, um, an AFC contender. I, I like the Bills, like KC, um, Byron, you know, you re-signed Orlando. Um, Titans are not going to be the same Titans how you didn't walk over them. I think with a more healthier, stronger, consistent uh, running game, that, that whole team is different. Um, the Chargers have a better offensive line. I like that offensive line way better to stay in the game and actually get down the field and get a field goal to win a game. You just have so many uh, revolving doors. Like, it's going to be tougher for you to, to expect you to get right back into the championship. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll stop it as well. The funny thing about this year with the Bengals – from the draft, they took a gamble. Instead of taking, you know, arguably the best left tackle in the draft in Panesu, they chose Chase. And <laughs> because of how the season went, like, sometimes, like, we would say the football gods, the way it played out, both sides of that were right. They were right because they were more explosive offense with Chase. It was wrong because they had 70 sacks total one a year, 70 plus. So it was wrong there. And it's it's like when you look back on the season, fluke stuff happened a lot for them in key <laughs> moments. Like they don't get don't get me wrong, they had great game plans. Um they were very explosive, but a lot of fluke stuff happened at key moments that just kept them in it. Take the Super Bowl, for example. We're talking about a press co- the, the best man-to-man corner in the game. He lined up playing bail technique on Jamar Chase. As he's running, he's standing over the top. And he just, for some reason, has the dumbest, most elementary moment in football. He puts his hands on the receiver in man coverage and looks back at the quarterback. 
Who can run full speed by looking backwards? No one. On a nine route. Ain't nothing about that show he was slowing down. That's fluky. Uh... We seen the game in Baltimore where he beat Marlon Humphrey on the slant, and then five guys all fall over each other. He go eighty yards, like stuff like that is fluky. It happens, you know. Joe Barrow, <laughs> Joe Barrow escapes what? Uh, uh, like John said, a sack. Like the man had him in his whole grass. Somehow he gets out, picks up nineteen yards. Like it happens. You can't bank on it every year. They got to improve their offensive line. Also, they got to bring back Ogan Joby. He's a must. His play in that middle on on defense was was clutch. And he never had a gigantic payday. This is opportunity to get paid. And we, we know from experience that the team president doesn't do a, a great job of bringing guys back to Cincinnati. So who knows what's going to happen with him? Also, Jesse Bates is due a big contract. How that's going to play out? Then you factor in um, B.J. Hill, who was up for, you know, he played extremely well in the postseason. Then you got the tight end who should earn big payday. So I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. The the good thing for them is they have a lot of money to play with. They got a lot of cap room to play with. Yeah, it's just a matter of how they are they going to do it. Right. You know, is is it going to be spent the right way? It's like like you like you mentioned before about location, about certain franchises that 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 knows how to to you know to win the game, knows how to compete each year in and year out. This is the first Super Bowl in in what? Our era, you might as well say for them. The yeah. last, the last time Cincinnati had this much success, they broke the team up. Not even this much success. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, who knows how it plays out? All right, third quarter. This is funny. Are the Rams? We we hear all the noise about Aaron Donald might retire. Buddy only 31 years old. I might retire. Are the Rams a Super Bowl contender with or without Aaron Donald? No. It's they don't have they don't have draft capital. They don't have cap room. So, how do you replace the best defensive player in football without those two things? So, without them, they're not. What about with them? Are they still a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, with them, they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. I think they've been a top Super Bowl contender with him ever since he's, you know, been there, even with Jared Goff. Like, they got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. With him and... um. McVay. Since you know, Sean McVay, they've been Super Bowl contenders. You gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta say yeah. it that way. Mine is the Fisher era. I, I blocked that completely from my mind. Mine is the Fisher era, yes. Ever since they've got Sean, and Sean is not even 40 yet. He still has a lot to learn and a lot to grow. 
So with them, yeah, they're contender. Without them, no, nah, that's a wrap. I'm going to stop it only because I they have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of work to do as far as rehab. Um, two of their best players, offense, three of their best players, um, offensively are going to be coming off of, of injuries. Two of them severe, one of them not as severe, but still a, a, a good injury. One being Tyler Higby, the other being Odell Beckham, if they can retain him. Another being Robert Woods. So um, all those three have to come back healthy. Um, you're losing your anchor at left tackle. Uh, Whitworth, who's obviously going to retire. He's 65. You lose, uh, you know, could be losing Ern Donald, who may come back and may not come back. Um, Deshaun Robinson, I believe, is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Well, he's a free agent now. You no, got to retain I'm, him. I'm looking at it. He's not. He's not. I thought he was a free agent. Okay. No, he's not. Um, uh, then you got. Vaughn Miller, who is a free agent, yep. um, potentially get him back or whatever. Um, you also got two more on the offensive line that are unrestricted free agents this year. Austin Corbett and um, Note Bottom, who stepped in for Whitworth when he was out and was playing okay. well. Okay, I mean, so all these factors play into you being a contender and not to mention, I will talk about them – Somebody said that they were in cap, cap like trouble or whatever, and if they are in cap trouble, it's kind of tough to, you know, to make moves like that to improve your team if if you don't really have that, that no capital, and you draft you don't have a first round pick now, and you're gonna be drafting towards the end of each round going forward this year, so it's gonna be tough to remain a Super Bowl contender. But I think they banked on that; they knew that. Right, and you said they don't. Your your stance is it don't matter if Aaron Donald stays or goes, you don't see him as a Super Bowl contender based on right. It's just, okay, it's just a lot of different factors that have to go great in order for them to, that to happen. And let's see, without the first round pick, I'm trying to see how many picks they have this season. This draft, they have one. Damn. Damn, they got four draft picks. Five, sorry. No. Four, yeah. <laughs> they got a second-round yeah. pick, two in the third, um, their, you know, their, their own pick and a, a comp pick for uh, Brad Holmes being hired, and they have a fifth-round pick. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. Shit. You can't pay nobody either? It's tough. Damn. All right. Kansas City or Buffalo would have been the better team to beat the Rams this season. Hmm. Yeah, I think either one of them would have given would have given the Rams a. They'd have beat the Rams without without Becky. They'd have beat the Rams. If Becky had been a closer game, like I think they were on their way to blowing them out before the back went down. Yeah, hmm. I don't. I'm not willing to say that because I, I, I think 
what I don't want to lose here is Cincinnati's ability to score before this game. They were uh, able to score on some really good defenses leading up to these to this game, and I still think that talent wise they're up there. Uh, would Mahomes had have been more uh, experienced in certain situations than than uh, Burrow, possibly? But we when did Burrow make a bonehead rookie? Not rookie, but. Young player mistake. I don't recall it. So you can't say that. Is Kansas City's line better than Cincinnati's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you're still going against the Rams, and not you're not. Yeah, it's not. It's not much, right? So then you got. What about Kansas City's defense? Is it better than the Bengals? I mean, I don't know. They both got primetime players up on on a um in the front seven, um and solid players at corner, pretty much like the Bengals had. So, Buffalo, yeah, they has they don't have a running game uh, that they can depend on solely. So you got to be able to pass, and they was pretty much in the situation that the Bengals was in throughout this game, unable to run the ball and just having to pass. Could could they have done that? Possibly. Could Josh Allen have made plays with his legs? Possibly. But I don't think that it would have been leaps and bounds above what Cincinnati was able to do in this game. I'm gonna let John go around. Want to rebut that? Oh, I, and to the contrary, I, I believe it would be leave some bounds because I, I have more trust in the coaching than I do with Bengals. Now, and who's coaching? What do you mean? Both, both, both teams? Both, both Buffalo and Kansas City. I, both teams? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, that's not nothing to even shrug at. Like, they didn't lose the game pretty much coaching-wise. They lost the games because of stupidity from the quarterback position. You're talking about the the the, the Bengals lost the game because of stupidity, or are you saying the, the teams that were out lost the game? The teams that were out. Okay, okay. Like with Kansas City, when you got Pat Mahomes throwing evalid passes not once but twice, you got Tannehill do the same dumb shit. Not once, but back to back years. Like, go to backtrack. I can't see how you phantom as an owner and a GM to say that you will stick with Tannehill and you lost the same way in the playoffs. The same fucking way. You you throw it not to your your best receiver, but you throw it to a a third or fourth string receiver, not once, but twice back to back years. And you came Mm. thinking about bringing. Aaron Rodgers in the fucking league with AJ Brown and Julio and and Derrick Henry, you fucking stupid. <laughs> but to go back to my statement, I just believe a better uh, team coach-wise, offensively, to um, capitalize on the um, the miscues that the Rams were doing early in the game. Even if even with uh, Odell going out, I believe Josh Allen would just find a way to do the. This dumbass scramble to the right, throw off a fucking 40, touchdown, Stefan Diggs. And they and like I believe that with the position that Cincinnati was in, with KC and Buffalo in that position, they do go up. They do score another touchdown. They don't get held to a field goal in that position where they were at. I just believe in that coach and that offense better than what I did at that moment. <laughs> 
and that offensive line. I believe that offensive line gives them an extra second and don't just get pretty much bitched like they for that that field goal they had to settle for after the uh, interception. Okay. I I believe the team that was in the Super Bowl earned the right to be in the Super Bowl, and that was the best matchup this season. I get, I understand all the Buffalo love, but to me, Buffalo this season was nothing but Kansas City three years ago. The defense had all these names and couldn't stop a soul. Like, it is what it is. Like, you couldn't stop Kansas City from doing what they did. Like, throughout the year, you couldn't stop damn near anybody. I don't see them stopping the Rams in the Super Bowl. Kansas City, on paper, it, it would cause – the defense, you know, to play back a little more because you got to account for Tyreek's speed. I, that's the only adjustment I see. But at the same time, I don't think that offensive line could have held up to the games and stunts that the front seven is going to bring. So I think Cincinnati was the right matchup. And they had a chance to win it multiple times, and it just didn't get it done. So actually, John really did my rebuttal. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say that the the coaching matchup alone would have made it better for Kansas City or Buffalo. I mean, Sean McVay went from coaching against Belichick to coaching against Zach Taylor. Of course, it's going to be a lot easier the second time around. Um, but what Brian, like, the the mat, the chess matchup between Raheem Morris and Brian Dable or Raheem Morris and Eric Bieniemy would have been working for me. Like I, I look at coaching matchups, I look at. I think you mentioned the, the line play. Now, Aaron Donald got busy against the Bengals, but you had Aaron Donald on one end going crazy, and then you have. Chris Jones on the other ain't going busy. It's going to be a pretty good defensive matchup, or it could be a good, pretty good offensive explosion. But Who you knows? had that. But you had that in the game. Trey Hendricks was going crazy. Ogan Joby was going crazy. BJ Hill, DJ Rita was going crazy. Like you had that in the game. How much difference would Chris Jones have been other than, other, um, other than Trey <laughs> Hendricks? Who had what fifteen sacks on the year to Chris Jones is what? What he had? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm really, really I'm not gonna look at the numbers. Like, I don't ever speak on numbers. That's why I said I don't know. I don't really speak on the actual numbers of how it's gonna go. I just know that Chris Jones is a better player than Trey Hendrickson. Uh, I don't know. know. And then not the Trey Hendrickson, but the only person that's Aaron Donald is up here, and then uh, you got other inside. Interior defensive lineman like down here, and Chris Jones is at the top of that notch. Mm. I'm taking Chris Jones over everybody that's a defensive lineman that's not named Aaron Donald. 
to me. As far as interior. I don't know about that one. Or everybody that's not named Aaron Donald. All right. What's going on in Arizona, man? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. You hear they say uh the young quarterback. Let's, I'm I'm gonna preface it that way because he's young. The young quarterback is immature. He's not uh get in early, stay late type of quarterback. He's more of they, they don't believe he takes accountability for you know his actions, if you will. He's more of a finger pointer. He's one of them. And then you get, you know, Kyler put out a statement. I want to read what he put out just like, like an hour ago, put up on his on his Instagram. K1 put, I play this game for for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who, who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. Not only did was this the first time he responded all weekend to all of this, but he actually put a picture back up with him and Cardinals get. Let me just say this: this whole this whole thing is crucified to me. Like it's crucified from the organization standpoint to even put that out there about your franchise quarterback. And for him to put it out there about the team, like, oh, the, I, you know, it, it's just such a girly middle school back and forth type thing that nobody benefits from. Who's benefiting from this? At the end of the day, both of y'all going to work together for the next three or four years at least because you – Locked him up money wise, and I mean, you got him money wise on that contract, rookie contract. And what's the benefit of putting it out there? If that's how you feel, go talk to him and say, This is what we need from you. And if that's how you feel, go talk to them and say, I'm not feeling this, this, and that. And if y'all have talked and then y'all feel like, Oh, well, we can't get anywhere with it, okay, then guess what the next thing to do is make an adjustment. Make a move. But having all this come out is is girly, it's pussified, and it's uncalled for. And it makes not only the Cardinals look bad, but it makes Kyler Murray look bad as well for even entertaining. I wouldn't even have responded. You respond when I'm on another team. That's when I respond. <laughs> <laughs> When it says a bunch of NWA niggas with attitudes, that's all it is. I mean, Arizona hasn't been back to a Super Bowl in over ten years, and we see why. You can't you can't treat your organized your franchise quarterback this way. Kyler Murray hasn't had much success in his league, and we see why. Because you can't behave like this if you're the professional leader of a franchise. 
They don't have Coach Wilkes to blame it on. They don't. John, what you about to say? I said winning cures all. DeAndre Hopkins comes back, everybody's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everybody. Just keep your business your business. <laughs> Everything is needs to be broadcast. Um, but if it if it is out there, if it's any truth to him being, you know, immature and not that, you know, come in early, stay late kind of quarterback, someone in his in his camp gotta check him. Agreed. Because that is the standard for that position mm-hmm. in this league. Like, no matter how you slice it, you have to get better in the film room. You have to do the extra grind in the film room, you know, with your teammates. The extra work, it has to be done if you want to achieve the level of success that you want. Not even the team success. If you you selfish about it and say, you know what, I want this type of contract. Like, your first contract is guaranteed only because, you know, you're a rookie. That second contract is what you're really trying to get. That's going to set you up forever. So if yeah. you're not doing the extra work and you're playing, you, you're just, bank, you know, banking on pure talent to get you by, that ain't going to work in this league, man. Everybody's talented. The most you got, You got some of the most talented people in the world on the practice squad. <laughs> you got guys running four three and accurate all this and that and can't get off the bench. But somebody gotta check him. Like, bro, this that ain't gonna work. Be be a be a real friend and look out for him. Look out for his brand. If he if this is if that's accurate, he's that he's immature. He's not putting the extra work in. You know, he's not being taking accountability. Like I don't mind him pointing fingers, like saying you messed up, you messed up, but it's it's all in the way you do it. Like I, I'm a firm believer that if you lead with grace, if you lead with love, you can tell somebody anything. It's just how you come off the right, you know, how you come off about it. So, K one, gotta get that right. So, people been people been talking reckless to me. In my, I ain't gonna say it's reckless, but I kind of I'm not in total agreement that this Super Bowl halftime show was the best ever. I don't believe it was the best ever either. But you're not it, gonna agree with who I think was the best ever. So that shit was phony. He's singing in the rain. I'm singing you Purple Rain know. in the rain. Like, you already know. You already know. Look, look. I love Michael Jackson. I went back and watched that performance like five, six times. It was good. It was beautiful. It had it had the whole crowd with all the different colors with Heal the World. And it was beautiful. The whole room when he jump about the out the ground and doing a little pose, everybody going crazy and look all of that. It wasn't the best. It was cute. 
like th- this one was dope. Like you had the whole set with 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 Dre, you know, mixing mixing everything. That was dope. It was it was a great vibe. I don't know if it was the best though. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna say Beyonce's was the best. Which one though? Because I think with her, her and Bruno, or was it was no. uh, the Destiny no. Child? Um, Beyonce, the one when she was in New Orleans, right? That's Destiny Child. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say that one. So you can't even really remember that Destiny Child was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> First of all, nobody remember Destiny Child anyway. Don't you disrespect <laughs> Kelly Rowling like that? Look, another Kelly, person uh, on that, Kelly is, another person Kelly is on like that squad. Huh? What'd you say, John? I said it's another person on that squad, her. <laughs> hey, look, man, look, wait, I love Michelle, but he ain't gonna disrespect Kelly Rowling like that. Like, first of all, I'm team dark skin, and Kelly is legit fine. Like, let's establish that. <laughs> I think after what was a uh, what was Kelly single? Uh, Dilemma, motivation, right? motivation, no, motivation was dope too. All right, mm. dilemma though. Dilemma that was like her dilemma was Nelly. Yeah. Her and Nelly. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So motivation was her. Uh, what she got now? See what I'm saying? Like it's disqualified. <laughs> well, here's my question: Where's the motivation for another singer? Let's talk about it. <laughs> but that was the best halftime. I thought yesterday was dope. I mean, it was pretty cool. Um. I could have used a little bit more Murray dancing. Uh, Bro, I could have used the actual Murray dance, though. Yo, right, right. Um, I thought I could have used a little bit more Kendrick Lamar. Um, And the Golden Lords. The Golden Lords, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kung Fu Larry and them. So I'm still going to go Beyonce the best ever. Go get them, Larry. I could have dated without Eminem. um, I could do with Eminem part. Eminem was cool with um, Lose Yourself, but the whole pandering that him and, and Hillary Clinton be doing, I ain't with it. It's not like, Hillary Clinton. Pelosi. Just pandas, just, just pandas. Just, you the only nigga that's doing that. Like, why? Pelosi put on a dashiki and kneeled in the hole. I'm right. done. I'm done with these Democrats. <laughs> It's just a bunch of of justice theater. I ain't with it. That's not getting. I can't go left on that because y'all know me. I, be, I yeah. can't talk about the government I work for. So Got good benefits. Let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for me, like, what makes it a good halftime show is the performance as a whole. Like, I wanted to see. The dancing, you know, the surprises, the the medley of songs flowing beautifully, you know what I mean? The energy, all that makes a good performance. So, like, like I think Beyonce's was was excellent. Um, the weekends was dope from a theatrical standpoint, but I ain't really care for too many of the weekends music. Like, it was dope to see, you know, he he brought the movie aspect when he had the wrapped up face. And then the uh what was that last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was cool. 
I thought I thought Timberlake's had a lot of energy. His his set was dope. He got he brought he brought like a bunch of hits out. You cannot. I can't believe this. I can't. What? What, what, what? I ain't say it was better than than that. I'm just saying what I I enjoyed it. We don't even mention Justin Timberlake or Katy Perry's. What was wrong with Justin Timberlake? First of all, the only thing good about Justin Timberlake was was when he used Prince songs. That's it. Thank you. I was I was waiting for somebody else to say. I wasn't gonna say it because I'm, I'm a French stand of the group. But oh, so so basically you're saying you're not a Justin is. Timberlake. You don't you're not a fan of Justin Timberlake's music. What I'm saying is Justin Timberlake had to fill his time slots with Prince songs. That's what he had to do. Right. It didn't hit until he used Prince in Minnesota with the purple, and he don't rock with Prince like that, and Prince don't rock with him like that. Correct. Again, the justice there. You can feel it. You can keep the faith. He a thief. He pulled her. T- he pulled her breasts out. <laughs> and the one, and then he's stealing songs. He's a thief. He's stealing dignity and songs. I'm telling you. Pulling breasts out. Okay. Let that go. Uh. <laughs> he, he trying to bait. Hey yo, I was that close. He threw. He, he threw the line. Almost went between the legs. Like that one. I let that one. Go. I like Coldplay, but Coldplay just don't fit Not, that that setting. No, no, no. I ain't gonna miss you on them. That's for me. That's what disqualifies. Um, damn, that kind of helps because the year that Bruno was it was Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Coldplay, right? The Coldplay messed it up for me, if right? It just Beyonce, don't fit that setting. I like Coldplay, I just don't like it in that setting, right? I'm just saying, if it was just Beyonce and Bruno, it'd been perfect. Like the year 2014, it was just Bruno, they put Red Hot Chili Peppers at it, and it was it kind of messed it up. Like, come on, man, let Bruno rap. Bruno had one by himself for the most part in 2014. This went 24 carat, all that was out. Okay, I didn't even remember that. All right, cool, cool. It was crazy, it was crazy. But I think we all in agreement Beyonce might she might be the, the queen of the halftime shows. <laughs> Prince was dope, Prince, Prince was dope. Like, don't get it twisted. I like Prince, it was dope. I just, Are you lying? You ain't like, stop well, I like on Prince. I'm not lying. I like listening to Prince a lot. He's just not better than Mike. Stop capping on that. Everybody, like, the majority of people with ears know Michael Jackson has better music than Prince. This is, is what No it is. one has ever said Yo, you, Michael no, Jackson is a better said. musician than Prince ever in the history of music. I ain't say musician. I said better music. No, that's not what you said. You, you just said music. You said he is better than Mike. He's not better than Mike. To He's me, Prince is... Prince is more talented than Mike. What? Oh. Prince is arguably the best, the greatest guitar player ever. Hell no. Ever. ever. Hell no. Ever. Hendrix. Short list. Bootsy. Short list. Ever. Adam Blackstone now. Slash. He's in that short list with them. It's a short list. It's him, Santana. Light skin nigga with a hey, hey, guitar, a little it's bit, and everybody loses bruh. his mind. It's good talk players. It's... Come on, man. Come on. Bruh. Come on. Yo, ask them who, who the best guitar player ever is. They going to tell you. Okay. What is Michael Jackson before Quincy Jones? I hate to do it that way. I hate to do it. Oh, it's it stinks. For platform shoes, and I get it. No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> Listen. He's more talented. He's more talented than Michael Jackson. Perfect, easy. 
his music is not better. What is Michael Jackson without Quincy Jones? Cool. Well, we without Quincy talk. Jones, we Michael Jackson now? is a talented entertainer. Right. He got great videos. Music. But, 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 but let this sing in. Let this sing in. Even with that, he still has better music than Prince. Musically, Prince, you know his music. You know Michael Jackson videos. Half the time, you don't even want to listen to a Michael Jackson song unless it got the video with it. That's so a lie. Let's, let's keep it a book. That's a lie, Al. Ain't nobody listening to Thriller without the video to it. Like, are you listening oh, yes. to Thriller? You throwing yes. out Thriller without the music. Yes, the sir. Video. Yes, Beat absolutely. It? You can't listen to Beat It without the music? You can't Not listen to Dirty Dirty No. Without the video? Are you crazy? I need the streets to light up. I'm sorry. I need that. When I listen to Michael Jackson, <laughs> the next, the very next thing I get, all right, go on some first. That's you know the very what? next thing I get. And you, and, you, and you know what's, 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 what's ironic? And this kind of plays to your point about the Quincy Jones factor. You listen to the music of Thriller, of Beat It, of Billie Jean, of Dirty Diana, of what? What else was on the album? Dirty Diana's the first song. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. All, even if it's just for the production. Even if it's just for the production. How are we going with this beat now? This section was here. Why he switched to that? Even if it's just for that, you listen to the music. Even if it's just for that, like like he has good music. Like you saying, what's the what's the artist without without Quincy Jones? You can say that for a lot of artists without Babyface. You can't say that for Prince. Man, Prince, Prince got like ninety five albums, and everybody about talks Prince? about one or three three or four songs out of, out of another one. Still talking about <laughs> Prince. You're not gonna disrespect Prince on this show. That's not what we're doing. Oh, he, it's he not could. a Prince cast. He's, he's he, I said we just we all agree he's he's a better musician. He's more more he's talented great. than Michael Jackson. Music, I don't know that. He's great, Doc. I'm sorry. I like but, Mike. But, don't get me wrong. He's I like great. Mike. He's great. I, I can't tell. I he's can't great. tell. He's great. Like Mike, you come out. All you can do is watch a video. Right. On, man. I like Mike. Mike song, man. The like, best never... Mike song to me, without the video. It's probably um, what's the joint? The slow one, love, lady of my life. Other than that, you can't listen Heartbreak to Heartbreak Hotel, bro. Heartbreak Hotel. Oh like, my gosh, Living, Dirty Diana is a Prince song. Living like, off the wall. Let's keep it a bean. That's Living a off the wall. Song. Huh? Off the wall. You can't listen to it without watching the video. If he had no video for that. Matter of fact, the song with Stevie, that Stevie Wonder wrote for him. I'm glad you mentioned that album. The song that Stevie Wonder wrote for him. I can't help it. Stevie Wonder song. That's the only one. Come on. Come on. Yeah, like, Al, Al tripping. I like Mike, but come Al, on. He ain't no, Prince. Al being a fan. That's no, all he you don't. No, you don't. Michael Jackson is on my Mount Rushmore. It's just the first face on my Mount Rushmore is Stevie, then Prince, then Mike. Hell. Hey, I can't believe that. I don't believe that just off the fact that you said. You can't listen to the songs unless you're watching the video. That's what he said. That, I that can't believe that. Ain't no way he would Mount Rushmore. That's no, crazy. I said when you listen to the music, you want to watch the video. That's what he is. So how but you can say that's not a discredit. That's not. <laughs> you want to watch his video. When hold I listen on, to the first, I want to wait, listen wait, to the first. Wait, 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 wait. Tamo, he actually big Mike up bigger than Prince. Because no one says, you know, let me go watch his Prince performance. 
because you want well, to listen to Prince true. musically because of his music. I don't that's watch Purple true. Rain because of the acting. I watch it because he's a musician. First of all, if if I'm if I'm if I want to hit Purple Rain, I'm not even just turning on like I'm not turning on title and just listening to Purple Rain. I'm definitely YouTubing Prince's live performance of Purple Rain. It's 20 minutes long. It's of the actual deep. song Purple Rain. Yes. All right, I'm live performance, mostly of him playing the guitar first, and then he played the guitar for like seven minutes, and then the crowd starts singing. He like, nope, not yet. He make him wait seven minutes, and then he starts singing. This dude is off, off the hook. They were just sitting there looking at Prince <laughs> playing the guitar for seven minutes. I'm telling you, you gotta look, you gotta YouTube it. Nobody yeah, got time to YouTube. Nobody got time to YouTube. No light skin tendencies, nigga. You even play fucking music, or you get the fuck off the stage. Your ass is permanently off the stage. So I mean, I mean, shit. Well, uh, well, we know he's off the stage now, John. Come on. I'm about Come to say both of them off the All stage right, right so now. Look. All right, moving on. We about to go left. <laughs> yeah, well, we. Oh. They want to do a mean live just now. Well, you. That was a real end right there because he's about to go left for sure. Oh man. All right, like who had the who had the stronger medicine? Which one of them niggas had the stronger medicine? All right, so look, oh, wow. let's go, go, talk go, about go, the best go, destinations. Go, 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 go. The best right. destinations <laughs> for the top free agents for the NFL. The best destinations. All right, I'm gonna throw out some names, and y'all tell me the best team fit for this particular player. All right, oh Jesus. Uh, let's let's just <laughs> somebody. Well, let's see. Uh, Devontae oh, Adams. Best the best fit. Devontae Best team. Which is Devontae Adams? He's staying Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is under contract, regardless of all these speculations of him being traded and all this and that. Best fit, Green Bay. And if it's not Green Bay, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Yeah, you done, you done made me check. Let me go check their roster. You about to make me go see if it's like Mike or somebody a free agent. Mike is a free agent. Ain't he? I'm gonna say oh. he is. Mike, Mike wait. Yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, 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 yeah. Mike is a free agent. Yep. Uh, I would say wherever Aaron Rodgers go, but if he wants to stay, you know, in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers wants to stay in Green Bay. But if I say another team, I'll say the uh, the Raiders. That's something that the Raiders desperately need. Go back to his college quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr need one. He need a true number one, and Waller needs some separation to have him get open more. Okay. Yep. I think where he is is the best destination with Aaron, but to switch it up. That should be different. I'll say New England. Why? Because they need a receiver that can get open constantly with a new quarterback. And that run game and their defense. 
All right, I'm gonna get y'all had to put a little more thought into this. No, are we saying. still stuck on Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers being something one day? Possibly, no, 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 no. I give no, this a valid destination, but y'all gotta put a little more thought. Like, are they gonna pay that man what he worth? They don't pay nobody what they worth, that's why people be bobbing. I'm gonna say they don't handle, no, they ain't paying nobody. I'm just saying that's been their MO. That's right, but they changed check. their MO to buy to bring in all these people last year. So they changed that MO because they see that it's not working. No, 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 no. He even even the, the money they they pay for for these players with friendly deals. We talking about paying the best receiver in the league twenty plus million dollars a year, and he's and he's already what 27, 28 years old. Are they going to do that? Why not? He's not paying anybody. <laughs> He's 29 years old. Are they going to commit that type of money to a 29-year-old receiver when every single year it's going to, it's going to be 10 receivers in the draft that can come in right away and, and put in work? At least yeah, 10. Yeah, the wide receiver that they hit on the draft. I'm we? just saying, like, they got, I'm just saying, money-wise, they like to stay flexible. That's that's New England. Right, and I understand that. You like to stay flexible when you got Tom Brady making it happen. But when you realize that that offense is going absolutely nowhere and none of your receivers can get open and you have a chance to get the best wide receiver and route runner, you get them. Vaughn Miller. I think John hit the nail on the head with this one. He talked about um, bringing him to Baltimore. Um, to me, I think that's the ideal spot for him. He could come and lead this defense and play right away. I say Baltimore, Arizona, or um, the Chargers. Paying with another uh, defensive end, pass rusher, so there's no lacking in it. Um, real quick before I leave, what y'all think about Richard Sherman comments on uh, Matthew Stafford? What did he say? Matthew Stafford? I yeah. Know. He said the Hall of Fame, and he quote, the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now. Like a participation trophy. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one pro bowler. Um, not even MVP of the Super Bowl, never considered the best of any year he ever played. At least Matt Ryan has an MVP. Oh, no, I agree with I all of that. I was just about to say Matt Ryan's numbers are better than Matt Stafford's. So I, if one I, of those Matt's get in, and y'all know I don't fuck with Matt Ryan at all. Matt Ryan is the <laughs> one. Yeah, I agree with all of that. <laughs> like, I thought the whole talk about him being a Hall of Fame quarterback after his win was, was bogus. Especially when you look at the win loss column, and like his numbers, his numbers not that far from Joe Flacco, and Joe got more, got a better win loss column, and a Super Bowl MVP. So like, if Joe ain't a Hall of Famer, like come on man, y'all relax. I know we in the moment, but Matt Stafford ain't a Hall of Fame quarterback. Even one of them, him or right. All right, yeah. fellas. All right, y'all. <laughs>
Like that shit crazy. Uh let's see. Brandon Sheriff. Hmm. Cincinnati. Damn. That's a good one. But they ain't got the money, right? They ain't paying nobody to go there. Huh? You're right. Most of them guys probably under rookie contract. They got money. Do they, they need guard. This is a great spot. I, I have to go with that. It makes too much sense not to go with that. It seemed like he loved DC though. I don't know why. He must have he must be wrapped up in that allegation. Eight 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 I think because he made eighteen million dollars last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean eighteen mil, I probably stay damn block. <laughs> Like, like Brandon Nice, and he had a ton of injuries. Been dealing with 18 mil is 18 mil. Caught in the spot rack, his his calculated market this upcoming offseason for Brandon Sharp, who's 30 years old, is 12.9 million a season. Mm. Mm. But it's interesting. Can't afford it. Say it again. No, I'm just thinking locally. We can't afford it. If he can still get the DC from Barnum, if he, you know. Uh, throw another name out. Go very defensive. Stephon Gilmore. Hmm. I would say back to Buffalo. Pair him with Tredavious White again. You're an instant contender. Levi Wallace is a free agent. And Levi wasn't like upper echelon anyway. He was just a solid option. If you pair Tredavious White with Stephon Gilmore again, that's pretty mean. What about... Something like maybe Denver. Kyle Fuller is out of there. You got Pastor Tan on the other side. You think he's trying to play for anything other than the championship now and getting paid? Or um, why ain't factor that in? Oh, because he had he he was a part of sending him to Carolina, where he's from. This past season, so he mm-hmm. so in a sense he got to fulfill that dream, playing for okay. your hometown team. Right. I I would think the competitor that he is. I would think that he he will be playing for championships, or at least that you know the opportunity for championships. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, he got a New England, like it was after Brady, but he's like, man, shit, we ain't got Tom. Right. <laughs> I ain't here for this. You know Did what I'm saying? He won one in New England, huh? Did he won one in New England. He won one there, right? Uh let me check. I believe so. I believe he won the one that when Tom it, left for. 
The last one, right? Okay. Let me see. I think it was on that that, that Atlanta one. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was no, it was the Rams one. The Rams. Rams got you. Yeah. So that's crazy. Tom Brady been in so many damn Super Bowls. I can't even remember which one he played in. Like, <laughs> I forget three of them daily. <laughs> right. Um, but I would think. Damn, because he could. To be honest, I would say the highest bidding contender. To be totally honest, that way he because he's the market, he's gonna make about 14 15 million dollars a season. So, whoever's whoever's bidding the highest and their contender, I think that's where he's gonna land. Jerry might do it if he got uh cap space. Mm. Pay him with a uh, homeboy, and I like that. Shit. I ain't got no faces, All right, what about uh, Honey Badger? Where he fit in Baltimore? I keep saying it. I keep seeing Honey Badger at Baltimore on Twitter. That's that's the rage on Twitter. Where he actually fit here? I'm trying to figure out if that's a serious question or not. Read a That's a real question. Yeah, as far as monetary, well, I don't, I don't know what the scheme is now. Monetary ain't gonna fit right mm-hmm. now. We got like nine mil, but is he a, is he a fit for Baltimore? That's all I'm saying. Like, I didn't look, I didn't look at it to give it any legs at all. I just. I keep saying that's where I keep saying on Twitter people want him to come to Baltimore. Right. I just don't know how possible or feasible that is. I think it's a it's a matter of I say yes, he's a fit. It's just a matter of where you want to direct your money to as far as you know the big dollar amount. Because with mm-hmm. Von Miller, well, well Von Miller still got some talent where he can command $10 million from a team. Just off his name, just off what he showed you, what he could do. He So, like, if you want Von Miller in here, would you, you know, can you work that out? Honey Badger, same way. He, he could play the deep safety. He could play in the box. He could play nickel. I think it's just it's a matter of, you know, where you want to, you know, allocate your resources. Yeah, I would have to say probably just back to Kansas City. Um, I don't know where they are cap-wise, but you know, it's just too good of a fit for him, and they need him too. Like they, that my, they should. Yeah. That's my initial thought. Just, just stay where you at. Mm-hmm. Looking at their uh, – let's see. Upcoming free agents – I would. Ooh. You got Honey Badger, 
Jaron Reed, Charvavius Ward, uh, Orlando Brown. Ain't too many, like, priorities on this list. And you got some guys, but I would think Orlando Brown or Honey Badger should be priority as far as bringing back. Obviously, it would be Orlando because of, you know, you traded for him and then you got to protect the quarterback. So I would think right. that would be the top two priorities for them. Everybody else, I'm like, you could pretty much let walk for real, for real. Right. All right, let's go two more. Let me try to pull some guys who aren't too pricey. You know, somebody who's not like who who's a, a solid contributor. Or should I say rising star? Marcus Williams. Hmm. Uh, Marcus Williams a free or he's is he considered us strong? Free. Hmm. How about Minnesota. Um opposite Harrison Smith. Uh really sure up that secondary that they got going on. If you make a bring a young talented guy like that in. So your back end is pretty much short in, short up. Who needs a safety? What you think, Al? I'm trying to think who actually needs a safety. Um, who do Green Bay have on that back end? I don't feel like. I feel like their front is a lot better than their, their secondary. But I can't remember who else is in that second day. Adrian Amos on there, he right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about what about the, the Rams? But the Rams, Adrian, Adrian played uh strong. Oh, he playing strong? Okay. I believe so. You said what the Rams? Rams yeah, is a strong safety, right? The Rams bringing 37-year-old players out of retirement to start. Safety, yeah, true. Rams, I don't think the Rams can afford uh Marcus Williams to be honest. That's that's yeah. probably well. yeah. actually. Um, Adrian, do you play free? Adrian, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think who needs a safety. Like, that's just a hard spot for me to Buffalo, maybe. They got Micah Hyde. Yeah. I'm trying to think who back besides the Ravens need an actual safety. Andy Wallace. <laughs> Dennis Allen is what's his DC. Now he the head coach. You mean? But he can't. He they don't I heard they don't have no oh, right, yeah, yeah, they they no cap. like negative right. 125 right. mil right. over the cap. Like, Right, right. What about um Seattle? Because what's the name of of this free agent too? Which one, Diggs or um? I think Diggs. I think Quandre is a free agent. Let me double check. Yeah, they're gonna need that. I mean, that way you could leave what's the name in the box more. 
Um, Adams in the, in the box. Yeah. yeah. That got to be one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life. Philly could think, think Philly need a free safety. All right, and let's go tight and let's do that. Let's see. Tight end market. Oh, Jesus. To be honest, who would y'all? I'm a. I, I do it this way. Who would be considered the top tight end? So I'm just looking at these names. Mike Gesicki. Gotta be Mike Gesicki. <laughs> CJ Ozama. And Joku. I'm trying to get the young guys, younger guys. Evan Ingram. Yeah, gotta be it gotta be Gesicki. All right. Mike Gesicki. New head coach. New OC, new tight ends coach. Uh, I hate to say it again, but like the Chargers, like the Chargers make make a lot of sense for needing another playmaker, and Mike Sick is definitely a playmaker. So. I would go. I would go to Chargers, and if not the Chargers, I would say maybe Minnesota. Minnesota can't just had not been able to get it right with, um, you know, with Rudolph and, and those guys. So they need Irv Smith. Well, you, don't forget about Irv Smith. Irv coming oh, back yeah, from injury. Irv, I would say he was hurt. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I was saying Irv is back. Yeah, Irv was a I was in New York. Yeah. Oh, Earth come back healthy. Mm. Well, you know where I want him to go, but um why? You don't want him to go there for real. It's a matchup nightmare. I just think having matchup nightmares is with the scheme that they're trying to run with Greg Roman. When you run two or three tight end sets. Do you have man. defenses have to adjust personnel? Look, man, you had to pick a side. I'm just saying, if we stuck on, with him, on, on one hand, on one hand, Al, he said, "You think Pittsburgh gonna be the third team in the division?" <laughs> and now he's talking about bringing Mike Six. Like, come on, man, we got to bring somebody in. We can't pick be as is. <laughs> we can't be as is. No, they gonna bring somebody for sure. Um, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Wow, more the Giants. Who the hell throwing to him? Your boy. Don't, they got Dan Dan right now. And this, that's his boy. I thought he a free agent. No, Daniel Jones. No, he took his fifth. They took his fifth year. Oh, it's, okay. I'm gonna say I thought I know they only got Glennon. Oh shit, that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even there or um Tampa Bay to replace Gronk. Yeah, that was the case. case Sa- Saquon was gonna back up too. <laughs> you said Tampa Bay? 
Yeah, Ava there or Tampa Bay to replace Braun. Replace Evan Ingram, replace Braun. One of the two. Okay. Uh, Tampa would be mean, like, depending on who the quarterback is. Who should the quarterback be for Tampa? What should they do? Should they should they try to make a play for, like, Deshaun? Yeah, you, you you're going to need one. But... Get, rid of your, get some of them, them draft capital. Get, some, get Deshaun, you know, bring Jameis back. Mm. Jameis the hey, best free agent quarterback. Yeah, but I don't know if you if you Jameis, you want to go back there after, after they throwing you out. You know I mean, like that. Hell no. I mean, what's my what's my options if I'm Jameis? If you Jameis, your options are Houston, Pittsburgh. your options Pittsburgh, your options are New Orleans. Well, I don't know. They petty. I was saying they got no money. You already yeah, said they right. got no money. And you're um, going to pay this $70 million to a backup tight end playing quarterback. You're right. You ain't got that many options. Tampa <laughs> <laughs> mm. Bay and Bruce Arians are getting no risk with no biscuit would probably be my best bet to go back to. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Or be a backup, but he ain't trying to be no backup. I mean, he wouldn't be a backup if he went to Pittsburgh. I just don't know. I don't know that cap situation one. Uh, Rollins, damn, my bad, y'all. I'm already looking at the chat. I apologize for everybody in the chat. Bray Boy said we need Jesse, need Jesse Bray, Jesse Bates. Uh, he asked the question Orlando played good this year. Yeah. You, you, are you asking that? Did he play good? He asked the question. Did Orlando play good this year? And Spurts, he did. Yeah, yeah, Spurts. I say in, in the playoffs. Yeah, he played good in the playoffs. Roland said That's Chandler what? Jones has missed all but one game last year. Oh, he didn't. I thought he played a couple games, too. I say, damn, we only had that one game where he had five sacks. Right. I, I, he had to play more than that. He asked, he asked, would you trust Chandler Jones here on a one-year deal for $11 million? Mm. 11 is a lot coming off an of injury. That's that's too rich for the Ravens, but in my opinion. Come off an of injury and, what, 33? Yeah, it had to be something. In my opinion, it had to be something like around seven, and it had to be maybe some incentives or something seven for the Ravens benefit and incentives for his benefit to try to, you know, but as far as challenge, I, I mean, Chandler Jones is cool and all. 31. It'd be 30. Damn it. 32 when the season start. I'm really, see, I just think we need to show up the interior line. We need to get our interior line better. If you could bring Calais in, and I don't give a damn what happened to Ogunjobi. Bring Ogunjobi in. He proved who he can be. I see you bring an Ogunjobi in or another dominant interior lineman, and then I'm with it. Then you're in good shape. Then you can do – you can put Owe out there and Bowser when he returned and, and a, a, a veteran. They only have to be Chandler Jones – Level, but you can get an edge rusher that come play and 
most of the plays is going to come to them because the the pressure inside is going to be so good. Gotcha. Let's see, Chandler. He also says that he agrees. The Chargers will be a great fit for Gesicki. Also, he says, or the Patriots to pair with uh, Hunter Henry. What do you mean? But they just paid, what's the name? Janu, right? Janu last, yeah, multiple yeah, multi year deal. They might be looking, I mean, they can't trade Janu. They just paid too much. Um, But I don't know, was he hurt or was he just not produce? I don't think he produced, like, you know. Which, what was Daniel expected? Smith was legit in Tennessee, bro. Yes. We we trade a six four. <laughs> now we got him on the schedule this year. I don't think Bill will do it this year. Hmm. Matter of fact, <laughs> I take that back. Bill might do it this year. Bill be petty like that. Oh yeah, take it. Mm-hmm. Um. So with Calais Campbell announcing that he's coming back. And he's 35 now. Let's see. The start of the season. When's Clay's birthday? Ah, yeah. Start of the season, he'd be 36. Birthday, September 1st. Bring him back. Are the Ravens the best team for him to go to? Like, like obviously – I believe the Ravens won them back. Like they, you know, I believe that's not like just, you know, hearsay. Like, I believe when Eric said he won them back, he won them back. But for Calais, is that the best place to go? When you think about it, 36 years old, go to a new city, up your family again, learn a different culture, or you know, at 36, would you just go back to Baltimore? The best place for him to go on the field, in my opinion, would be Kansas City. You go to Kansas City, you're opposite Chris Jones, both of y'all playing interior, and you still got Clark and them on the outside. That's the best place to go on the field. Now, for the other reasons you mentioned, the best place for him to be is Baltimore. Again, that's me not knowing cap um, cap situations for Kansas City. Gotcha. I think Kansas City. I'm sorry, Ravens and Kansas City. One of those two. Well, well, if you take like a vet minimum and go to uh, go to L.A. to the Rams. Nobody, Kyler Murray. You think Kyler Murray ain't a man now? Let him find him with Earn Dot on them. Man, sheesh. That'd be a good look, though. I think he, he stays. The vet minimum minimum. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a super minimum. <laughs> what you what say, would you Al? pay Calais, though, to stay here? Like, what's, what's a good number? Agreed upon number. Like, factoring, you know, his ability, the age, you know, being still... Re- you know, your cat being respectful of his talent, you know what I mean? Six or seven. I say six or seven. And um, 
I would also throw in some stuff where, you know, you would give him, you know, obviously the veteran rest and stuff like that. Okay. Kind of like what they was doing already this year. Right. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Al? Yeah, I was saying I don't necessarily know the cap. But I was thinking like anywhere between six to eight. Gotcha. Um, and like I said, keep the same role. Well, not was Yeah, basically keep the same role. Um, Brandon is not. I'm. I'm not thinking Brandon coming back at all. So Who? Brandon. So I'm thinking. He's pretty much going to feel like a Brandon Williams, quote unquote, role. What you mean by that? Maybe in reverse, though. I don't know because he's still a good pass rusher from interior, but he just plays strictly interior instead of. But what are you are you saying to limit him to only to to the interior? No, I'm saying primarily interior, not limit him anywhere, but primarily the interior rush that Brandon is supposed to be occupying. Mm. I think I think in that his role, age and old man strength, he got he can lock down that that zero tech zero through you know the zero one technique right there. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying, but I rather I think for for his size, his quickness, it's best to let him play like how he playing, let him move along the line. Yeah, and that's fine. I would say just like, like take up that role as well. Yeah, like in addition to not necessarily in replace of. I, I would I would rather would get like Ogan Joby to play that role if mm-hmm. if that or or go to the draft and find somebody like the kid at Connecticut, Travis Jones, like grab him in the second round, let him blow that up. That massive massive player. I, I don't want to I'm getting off topic a little bit, but if you look at that Odell Beckham replay, you can actually see his knee pop. Yes. Like yes. That, that joint was mean. Yo. And, and when he grabbed, I said, that's ACL. Yeah. And, and also, we was talking about it yesterday in the chat, um, that how Weta was hurt. We could see, like, he was like, he was hurt. And it turned, came out, he had a, he got a torn peck. And the, the play through a torn peck, that ain't nothing to, to sneeze at. No. So, some dudes it, is like... And then when you factor in how he got hurt, the plate on the sideline, yeah. the pass to the flat to uh, Mixon. Mm-hmm. That's a 35, 36-year-old man yeah. coming from safety making that play. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was – shout out to Warren. Glad he got his ring for sure. All right, we talk about – we're talking about, you know, Calais Campbell – you know, coming coming back to Baltimore, is that the best defensive? How should I put it? Will he be the best defensive lineman to to target in free agency? For what he does, you know what I'm saying. Will he be the guy? I think what he does on this team. He's one of, but I think what, again, I think Ogan Joby just showed so much that he has to be, in my opinion, a priority. And that's granted, he come back from the injury and, and you know, and and be 
the way he was this past season. Right. To me, that you should be trying to improve D tackle position. The D tackle position at least twice. You know, and that's just my, my opinion on it. Because I'm if looking you're going at going the- there with, with Matabike and Broderick Washington as your starters, you're not you in you in bad shape, in my opinion. And I think one of them played, I think they use them at uh one of them they use at end more than that at tackle. Yeah, I can't think which one it is, but because I'm looking at like some of the defensive ends that are available, unrestricted. You know, I personally, I don't even consider Dante Fowler. Like hell no, hell no. You got JPP out there, Akeem Hicks out there, Jerry Hughes out there, Clowney out there. Uh, Agba, Derek Barnett out there, Solomon Thomas is out there. You know, do you bring Justin Houston back? No, I'm not bringing Justin Houston back. First of all, if they do bring JPP in here, we ain't gonna never hit the end of that, and you already know that. Y'all gonna that's gonna that's gonna go down in Ravens history. You already know. As you think, Silent talk bad now. The the chat, wait to wait to that. He can't respond. So via Twitter. So, oh Jesus! <laughs> Stop! He can't respond. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> We're not going there. Al, what's going on, man? We're not going there. All right, I'm sorry. That was oh, man. All right. Cool, man. Let's <laughs> see. Look, we, that's what it is. I got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. I'm about to ask some more questions. Let's just go and wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see where it's about to go. <laughs> right. Get up out of here. All right, man. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely appreciate y'all chiming in. If you have comments and questions, appreciate y'all rocking with us. Continue to follow us on the uh, Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Also, uh, Instagram, at the Sideline Talk. And the Spreaker, not the Spreaker, Jesus. What's it called? Al. Damn, the audio drink. What's it called? Spotify? What? No, no, Spotify? no, no, no. Say it again. Something room. What's the hell that thing called? Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, thank you. Clubhouse? I couldn't remember Clubhouse for some reason. I said something room. <laughs> <laughs> the sideline talk room on Clubhouse is open. Live. Um... Every Monday, the replays are on my page as well. Um, and if you missed the show, if you you know if you can't listen, uh, check us out via Spotify. You can check us out on YouTube. Episodes will so be uploaded. Cool. You know, uh, 
I want to say Tuesdays, the day yes. after our show. Follow us on um, YouTube at Sideline Talk. What the hell is that thing called? Why am I drawing a blank today? Something wrong. Sideline Talk slash SLT. Underscore SLT. Thank you, Lord. Sideline Talk underscore SLT on YouTube. On YouTube. At the Sideline Talk, Instagram and Twitter. Sideline Talk room on Clubhouse. Sideline Talk on Spotify. Hashtag Sideline Talk on Spotify. Right. Take us out, man. On NFL Network. MJ Acosta. MJ Acosta. Be blessed. Be productive. Be more. Bless Happy Valentine's Day. We love you. We out. <laughs> Oh man. Let me start